feel like I owe it to myself to be okay with just being me and not feeling like I always have to make an excuse for the way I think or the way I feel about something. When I look at mama, that's exactly what she, she did her whole life and she still does that. And I tell her, it doesn't matter what I think, how I feel, my opinion of you, you gotta start doing for you. You gotta give yourself permission to be you no matter what anybody else thinks. And she's in the same trap that I'm in. I guess I've done what she's done. We're in, we're, we're in this trap of wanting to please or not displease, disappoint everybody else in our life. So we just do, we're on autopilot just to do what we think y'all want. Um, and we've allowed that mentality to shut us up instead of be bold enough to speak out. And we've left ashes in place. We've left ashes. This is Kishara, and you are listening to Undiscovered with the podcast. This season is all about the art of difficult conversations, the conversations that you have with yourself as well as with others. So this episode is all about my mom. Um, And I've gotten a lot of questions from people about um, who noticed that I didn't post last week. And so the reason why I didn't post last week was really because of fear. Um, I think everything probably boils down to it. Um, two things, the fear of public vulnerability, um, of sharing personal things about yourself. Um, I think for me, I don't know if it's just like the black community or if it's a Southern thing or what, but there's like this ingrained sense of you never tell what's going on at home to anyone outside of your home. And so to be sharing my own story feels a bit like having to unlearn that. Um, the other thing that I feared um, was really striking the right balance between telling her story and telling mine. Um, but what I realized is that our stories are intertwined. Um, there's no beginning or end and I think that goes for all of us we're all connected in some way even those of you that I've never met that I don't even know exist in this world um, we're all intertwined so there's really no way of really completely separating our stories so my mom she I think my mom's pretty amazing she has I don't know if I could even really, I don't really think that anything I say could really give justice to how I feel about her. Um, she's just an amazing woman. She's experienced a lot in her life. Um, and she's one of the strongest women that I know and I love her to death. And so, um, this conversation that we had was two years ago when my parents were um, 
it was literally the weekend I found out that my parents were divorcing. Um, and so we had a difficult conversation about generational trauma, um, postpartum depression, suicide, obviously divorce, and really the way that all of those factors affect mother-daughter relationships. So, like I said, this episode is my mom's story, and she is someone who's notoriously private, and so I'm really thankful for her choosing to have this conversation with me and for her allowing me to share with all of you. Um, one thing I've... Something I've learned um, at this point after having so many conversations and interviews with people is that there's something really magical that happens when we share our stories, especially the ones that have caused us the most pain, shame, and guilt. So I think that when we share it with others, oftentimes we realize that we aren't the only ones carrying the weight of those kinds of experiences. And knowing that actually makes the world feel a bit less lonely. So like I mentioned, there's a lot of um, heavy topics that we're going to discuss, so I just want to give full warning that some people may feel a little triggered by them. Um, if you're struggling with depression and or suicidal thoughts, I really encourage you to reach out to the National Suicide Prevention Hotline, as well as um, another option is Crisis Text Line. Um, I'll be including the phone number and links to both those resources in the show notes. Anyway, as usual, I hope that you enjoy this episode and maybe it'll strike up some conversations that you can have with others. Enjoy. You know, when I was still living with y'all, like, I would have been really excited because I was just like unhappy in general, you know. I guess it's just harder because um, I feel like I have such great relationships with with both of y'all. So I don't. I mean, I really still don't know what to say. I wish that you would have told me. I guess. I mean, I guess that's what I was trying to do. Um, because it's hard, you know, it's hard for me too, more so because I know, well, I don't know, but it's a pretty good chance that it's going to be, you know, it's going to impact you and Kendra. It's going to be really, you know, tough for y'all. And it's a hard thing to, to do to tell somebody that you love about something that's gonna hurt them. You know? Even, I mean, like when, you know, this, things happen with um, with Harry, and over the years, and you would ask me things about him, it was always hard for me to, to tell you stuff, you know, because I didn't know how you would take it, I didn't know if it would be a relief or if it would make it harder for you like emotionally and you have to work through those emotions I just just don't want to cause I just do everything in my life to try not to hurt y'all I mean, I just try to take and hold, hold things to myself all these years <laughs> 
it's been unhappy for so long. And um, I just want to be happy. And it's hard to, to say me happy at y'all's expense of being hurt. And you and Kendra are everything to me. Everything to me. And, um, I think um, I kind of understand my mom a little bit better in this because I think she's done the same thing her whole life for me and my brothers. Um, and I guess that's why I've tried to tell you a whole lot more in the last five or six years, you know, to, you know, be true to yourself. Try really hard not to lose yourself in somebody else. Even if it hurts their feelings or um, makes them angry. But you gotta communicate. And I think that's something I was always afraid to do communicate with y'all and him even because I didn't want to just fear I think fear of loss but I mean I lost something I feel is dear to me and that was me and I don't I don't know how to explain it I, I don't but I'm happy and I'm, I'm just, I feel peace. And, and I know that I, I'm scared because everything I say probably sounds like backwards to y'all. I keep a lot of stuff to myself. Cause I, don't want, I just don't want to hurt you. I don't, like I walk on eggshells around you and Kendra. And I don't say a lot of things even though there are things I think will help y'all in a sense, make y'all, you know, understand some things in life, some hard things in life. But to know, but in order to do that, I'd have to be even more transparent about the struggles that I have. And I've always, I always think back to me and my mom. And I, the way she, and she tried to express herself to me, but it was, too much for me as a kid to hear the grown-up stuff, the struggles that she was going through. And so I never, I promise I would never do that to y'all. And so I just, I, I just kept stuff in. Um, and looking back, I don't know if it would have been better, but in my mind, all these years, I always thought it was better not to tell you struggles that I was having in my marriage or in friendships or even deeply with my mom and with my dad or with your biological dad because I just always felt like it should have that's grown folks stuff and you sh shouldn't be I shouldn't burden my developing child or children with that stuff so I just kept it to myself <clears throat> and I, I like I'm putting you through the hardship of losing again in a sense a second time around 
For the first time, I don't hate myself for doing that. I do feel bad about it. I mean, I want you to be happy. It's just... I understand, I guess. I'm just... I guess the sad part is that I just feel like like the four of us was like the last whole piece of our family. You know, like I felt like okay, like at least, you know, even if you know, Uncle Bud not Tyndall, we don't like they don't have Christmases with us, like and we're not like you know, you're you're not really close with Mama and Papa. Like I at least felt like like at least the four of us will still, you know, have one house to come to you and and I guess this weekend is just kind of almost two worlds, you know, like celebrating Momo's birthday and like mourning the loss of a family unit. And I just feel like we don't, like we've never had conversations like this, you know, like ever. I don't even, like even extended family. Yeah, I think because... <clears throat> At least, like, I remember when I was a kid, and I remember feeling the tension between my mom and my grandmother, her mom. Tension between my mom and my aunts, um, my dad, daddy's, dad's mom, sisters. It's like my whole childhood was always tension and things that... I guess things, they didn't say anything either. It's just like a pattern. Um, I think people just don't say things because they feel like if they say it, and this is how I feel personally, once you say it, the fear is you're going to lose that relationship. And I guess I've always been afraid my whole life. Like I said, when I have kids, I want to have a good, healthy relationship with my kids. And so fear drove me to not push and say things that probably need to be said, and maybe some things that didn't need to be said, just be pissed off and say stuff, you know, and apologize and pray that they know your heart. Y'all knew my heart, and you you know, forgive me and be okay. But I, looking back, I think fear drove all of us to not speak about whatever it is or was that was bothering us. I know that's what it was for me and I know that's what it is for my mom. I, and I know that's what it was with my dad. Daddy, we talked a few years ago and he he said something he told me I couldn't do and he said I was so angry. And we were riding in the car and he said he was terrified to say anything to me because he thought he would lose my love. So it's deeper than just us. You know, I've, and I just never realized it, that that was another facet of, of um, bondage that had me and really has had my whole family. And I, you know, I blame myself for, you know, me and your biological dad, even though it takes two to make things, you know, mess things up. But I feel like 
I'm doing the same. I'm doing that now too. Um, I don't. It's been like this for so long that I I don't even see a pattern back to it. That's I don't know how to fix it. How to fix your pain and his pain and Kendra's pain. I don't. I mean, just to be honest and try to be transparent and answer those questions. But my prayer is that y'all won't go through the same thing. That's why I always tell you to be totally like communicate, talk, don't hold stuff in. Just don't hold stuff in. And I know you have. Obviously it doesn't make things better. Maybe in the last three or four months he finally got it. I've been dying inside for 10 years, Kashar. I just, I've been in, the way I, I visualize it is, I've been inside this bubble, yelling and screaming to beg people to please hear me. And I wasn't heard. It's just so painful. All those years, I just, I don't want to do that anymore. I'm past, I've, I've gone past the point in my heart and my mind. Have I asked myself, like, you, you know, like you see that he kind of gets it now, like, how lonely I have been all these years, how abandoned I felt all these years. Um, I think it, it, but it, it took me saying the words out loud, but it was late, it was too late. And it, it was too late. It was too late, and yeah. So I, I, I asked myself, does you know, he got he kind of is getting it now. You know, do you think you know you should try? Now I've gone over this in my head for months now. I feel like I'd be. I feel like I'd be stabbing myself in the heart to do it again, to try. I just feel like I'd be betraying myself to take a chance again, to work through. I guess I decided a long time ago that I wasn't gonna try anymore. And it seems so backwards because he he's a good person. He's a good person. Hmm. And I know, um, I know we're like the loves of his life. I just lost, I feel like I just lost so much of me. Um, uh, when I talked to mama yesterday and she started 
um, talking about she didn't want to be a burden on us, and I was just like, Mom, I can't, I cannot um, handle the negative. I said, you're not a burden on us. You won't be a burden on us. And because I'm telling you this, you need to believe it and let it go. Um, in that moment, that was the first time I've been honest with her in a while. And I told her, I'm struggling to keep Veronica in a place that I hadn't been in a long time. And that's where I don't want to kill myself. I want to live. So... I told her I just can't handle, I can't have the weight of others on my shoulders. I, I have to, I guess because um, daddy and mama, and they having kids, you and Kendra, and even even Scotty with just things we've been through over the years. Um, I feel like I've had y'all, like, responsibility, the heaviness on my shoulders, and I, I know I didn't, like my mom's issues and my dad's issues, and even some of Scotty's, they weren't necessarily for me to to take on as much as I took them on, but I did, and I'm exhausted. Uh, I'm, I'm exhausted, and it's only so much that I can let in and, and still try to take care of me and keep me in a good space. So I still have hope for my myself and for whatever future I have, I that's I guess about two years ago I decided I I wouldn't let anybody get me to a point where I don't want to live anymore. And um I just I'm really happy. I just, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, I, I just, I hate. That's the, that's the bad part about it. I hate that it's at the people that I love the most and people that I don't mean to hurt. I just that it's at y'all's expense in a sense. I don't know what. I don't know another way to turn right now. When I read your. The write-up of what you wrote, I guess, a few weeks ago, um, on your last theme, some of the things you said about how you felt abandoned and stuff like that, I guess I just never, I guess reading it and knowing it, seeing it in black and white, I guess I should have known that that's the impact that, um, me, you know, being a single parent um, with you for a while, that that would have on you not, not knowing your dad. So, um, I guess I felt, you know, that's, I'm putting you through that again, in a sense. I guess, yeah, literally. Um, how, how now does, I don't know, I don't even know how to form a question, but not does it make it worse, but it's, do you feel like you're, now that you're older, 
that you can process it, will be able to process this in a healthier way and not view it like it's something um, you can't control or something you could have done something about or and then also I guess um, I know you love me and I know you know I love you and I'll give anything for you but I I don't take for granted that you may have not so positive feelings too towards me um, and it doesn't um, I don't have a um, whatever that you feel or need to say, whether it's now or later, I, I I really want you to be able to say, express yourself. I just think it's it's the toll is taken by being quiet. I just don't want I just don't want this to be what we continue. So. I mean. I never blamed you for the first marriage or anything like that because obviously he left. Um, if anything, now, you know, like residual feelings, it's more so like, you know, as, you know, I've, he has Jasmine or had Jasmine um, and she was there when he died. Um, but I guess like now as we get older, and like we follow each other on Instagram and I realize now like how much has kind of like affected me more than I realized, you know. Um, like she'll post photos of him with his like on his birthday and like I don't even know his birthday. February seventeenth. So she like posts photos of him on his birthday and like this past birthday I realized like I never even knew when his birthday was and so like I had to think of like you know what was it about both of us where she remembers his birthday and like celebrates that but I don't and I realized it's because we have like two completely different narratives um you know it's like for her it's like they had a whole family and someone came and took him away whereas for me it's like he had a family that he left have a new family and someone took him away from his family like his other family um so I think at this point like it's mostly like dealing with those it's just gonna take me a long time to um to be able to get used to the new normal cause right now it's like I feel like I go through like going through like waves of like being upset and also like <laughs> like wanting to bargain with you <laughs> and like obviously there's nothing I can do about it but like I just um I don't know I just I just don't know and like I had a conversation with my friend Jalisa this morning we met for coffee and I told her about this project and that it was going to be really hard and like she talked about you know this could be really great for all of us especially since it's something that none of us have ever really done and that 
at least at the end of the day, we could all say that we dared greatly in being vulnerable with each other. And so I guess it's just like, I don't know, I guess with the whole history of our family, like, I always feel like I'm like the glue in a way. Like, you feel like that? Yeah. For us four? For all of it, like everybody. Why? Because, you know, I'm the only one that ever feels welcome enough to go see Uncle Bud. And, like, you know, I feel like I'm the only one that ever wants to put together, you know, the party for Momo. Because I know it really means a lot to her. And, you know, and, and y'all just don't have that relationship, you know. Um, and so I feel like it'll just be like a continuation, you know. Like, when we have kids coordinating between both of y'all of, you know, whose house we're going to go to for this party or making sure everyone feels comfortable being around each other or whatever. Um, but it's just, I feel like a range of emotions right now and I don't know, it's just really sad. And so I was just like, because it was just this false hope of, you know, it's only the four of us at this point that have like seemingly good relationships, you know, like I've got a good relationship with both of you and I've got a good relationship with Kendra. And so I was just always hoping that like, maybe the two of y'all could like work it out. Cause I always like, I've been so jealous of friends whose like parents stayed together and even when they were together, they were happy. You know, it's not like, I feel like we're always putting on for people. And I just, like, I'm so jealous of friends who, like, you know, are having kids now. And, like, their kids will have, like, their grandparents to go to, you know? And, like, so it's just going to take me a while to get used to just to accept the fact that our family is just dysfunctional. Like, it's just a history of that, you know? And all I can do at this point is, like, hope that moving forward I can create some kind of tradition for my family you know because I just like really hoped that you know like our at least the four of us could stay together um I didn't um, realize that um I didn't realize it would impact you in these particular ways I, I didn't I don't know, I guess, <clears throat> I know you and Scotty have gotten closer and y'all talk and got a really good relationship, but I, I didn't, I, I didn't look at it or realize that you really saw us as a unit, like, I don't know how to explain it, but like just like us four no more kind of thing. I just never... I never thought that you really looked at us like that. I don't know. I guess I thought it was fragmented in your mind. No. So, like, over the weekend when he, I told you, like, oh, yeah, we call each other and talk regularly. And you were like, oh, it must just be because he knows that, like, it just made me so angry. Because I'm like, no, like, maybe he actually does, like, care about me. And, no, that's, and that's not how I'm... That's not what I was trying to say. Because I know that's... I know it's... I know he loves you. I know that. I don't doubt that for a split second. 
I, I don't know, it just didn't come out right, but that was not, not what I was implying. Just that, um, I don't know. Um, it's probably not a better way to say it or another way where it'll actually be right, but. Um, I just feel like our relationship has been like this for at least the past year where I call him all the time. It's not like it's something that just happened in the last like five months. Okay. That's good. I mean, I've been happy about that for a long time. That y'all finally connected because it was always hard for him when you, you know, were younger. He always felt like you just never love him and um, never will give him a chance. Um, so it has made him the happiest to know, you know, that you guys are, you know what I'm saying? Y'all are a unit. So, so no, I, I know that and I think that's, I know that I feel like that's good, but um, I just never, I just never knew that, that you've, it's all like that and again it's because we have never really had deep conversations so it's always been superficial um you know when it came to how we really felt and what we were thinking and how you know different things over the years have affected us and you know just being transparent with each other about those hard conversations those you know what i'm saying we just never got into there and yeah. I love you, I'm sorry. <laughs> I love you too. Cause all these years I've tried not to hurt, not to do things to hurt y'all. <sighs> but that's the thing, like that's what Jalisa was talking about, like you either hurt by talking about it or you hurt by not talking about it. You just basically have to choose. Do you want to choose the pain of doing nothing or choose the pain of going through it for the change, you know, and changing eventually? And I just, because you have hurt all of us in some way, you know, because I've hurt all, like all of y'all in some way. I really love you. I'm grateful. So grateful. But I also feel like a lot of times you place like your whole being within me and Kendra. And as much of a burden as it is for like say Kendra to feel like she has to make good grades you know like as we talked about you know like it's also a burden to to know that you hold us yeah that tightly you know and have you know your 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 life wrapped around intertwined with us and some of that I feel like it's like obviously because we're your kids but it's almost to like a point where it's like unhealthy it feels 
And, you know, a lot of times I feel like I can't really... Because I still deal with a lot of things from the past. Like when you used to be like really sick. But I feel like I can't talk to you about those things because we're so, you hold us so, like we're such a part of your identity that you'll like, I guess it's just like still like residual fear that you'll, you know, go back to into that place. Meaning if you're honest with me about things that angered you or hurt your feelings or that you disapproved of that um, it'll make me feel like I'm less or not a good mom or that kind of thing? Yeah, like the memories that I have you know, I had this um, event over the weekend about home Mm -hmm. you know talking to internationals and immigrants about what their concept of home is and how to create like a unified sense of home that like extends beyond cultural lines and so I, you know they all asked me like what my feelings were of home and I it like broke my heart because like even like Christmases and Thanksgivings like it was just like like on the surface it looked warm but you just felt cold always like that's all I remember you know a lot of what I remember like you know I've I just remember a lot of you like I told Scotty and I told Akil before like um I've had to do a lot of work because it's like I never knew how you were going to be feeling when you'd wake up. And so, you know, I told Scotty, like, he was always gone, and so I didn't know if it's because he was trying to get away from you or if he just didn't like the family, and so he just wanted a reason to be away. And so it was like, oftentimes, you know, if I felt like a lot of times I just remember you being in bed like all the time so I had to be like you know Kendra's food maker and snack maker and entertainer and driver here and there and and so I'm really happy that you're doing better but it's like damn like when she gets better she like leaves so And, like, when you went to New York with me, like, I was so scared for you to go with me because I felt like you would, you were, like, so happy. And I was scared that you wouldn't want to go back home and that you would want to leave because you thought something better was out there. And I just, like, you know, I went multiple times after, and that's why I just, like, didn't invite you because I was, like, she's just going to be sad when she goes back home or you know always you know thinking that she like you'd be better off if she wasn't around family or whatever 
So it was like that that extra burden of wanting to have a good time with you, but not like too good of a time, because he, it would it would make you not want to go back. But then I felt like I could I couldn't tell you, because then you would get sad. So it was like I, I wanted you like well enough to still want to be here, but not too well, because then you'd want to leave. And like. I don't remember y'all ever having a great relationship, you know, I, I guess I just always had hope yeah. that something, you know, like maybe there'd be a day when it wouldn't just be family vacations where everything would be really awesome. My, um, okay, I get what you're saying about you and Kendra being so important to I me. Mean, most of it is because y'all, you know, y'all are my kids. It does go, I think it probably does go over into a little of the unhealthy side, but not in my from my perspective, in my opinion, not to a point where I would lose my mind or go into this deep place if you guys disapproved of me for whatever reason. Um, and I'm sorry that I have y'all. I have made y'all feel that way because I know she probably feels the same way if you do. Um, having that weight of trying to make sure mommy is gonna be okay with whatever I do in my own separate life. You know what I'm saying? I, um, but when I would tell you that you really can't tell me anything, Kashar, I. I really, I knew, I know what I'm saying when I say that. Um, and I, I meant that. I, I mean that. Um, the only way you're going to know that it's okay is to just trust me to do that. Um, I am, I am better, but I'm not going to be worse by you expressing yourself because that's life for you and that's all I want for you and Kendra is to to get to be as healthy as you can be mentally and emotionally so it's not going to make if you were to say um, you know mom I'm I'm so angry with you um, you're being selfish because I do feel like that I am in some sense being selfish even though I feel like it's my life that I'm recapturing again. But if even though if you were to say that, yeah, it would hurt. It would hurt. No lie. But I'm not. I'm not the fragile person that you still see me as. All all those years I was postpartum depression and just went into clinical and whatever else they diagnosed me with. I mean, I'm not I'm not that person. You know, I'm stronger. Um, so it's not gonna make me fall apart. Um, I, I, it's more important to me that you and Kendra are able to come to me good, bad, ugly and know that no matter what, I'm still gonna be as honest as I know how to be. 
and I'm going to be as loving as I know how to be and non-judgmental and you know what I'm saying I, that's my goal with y'all um, you're not a burden and it's not going to be too hard for mommy I may not know the answer I may not be able to I may need a five minute break let me call you back to get myself together I mean I don't but I'm not going to fall apart and I'm not going to it's not your burden to carry regardless but I'm okay I just um I just can't see the happiness I felt you know you know doing things doing that with you in New York and anytime we get together um it it's not gonna, it didn't make me wanna stay away or wanna come on. It didn't do either. It was just what, it was just a great experience. It was just a great experience. Um, but I understand why you felt that way and why you feel that way. You know, that you couldn't tell me that. I wanna invite you back, mom, but I, I, I'm scared because I feel like, you know, this might be the one thing that you finally decide, hey, um, I'm, I'm done. I'm not going back. Um, truth is, um, I just got the courage to, to, to say it, that I've been unhappy. Been unhappy for a long, long, long time. Um, and yeah, you and Kendra um, are a big part of me feeling like whole. And, and I, But I think every mom feels like that, you know, with their about her kids um but doing things with you um and and them being happy things um what was already happening with me and 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 scotty was way before you even you even realized there was a problem um way before you you even knew that there was an issue um i just wish that i had had the courage to be number one, honest with myself and be honest with myself out loud to him and to be and not to be afraid of um, people, you know, being upset with me, um, like my mom um, and even my dad being disappointed because they, you know, they, they love they love Scotty and they should. Um, but I kept up what I thought was the right thing to do for the sake of a family unit. Because I carried, I carried shame for so long over being divorced. And, um, and so because of that, um, I denied, you know, just just being honest with me. Um, I put, I, I guess I, I, I did, I put me on the back burner, but I, I realize now that I didn't have to do that. I c could have, should have said what Veronica felt, good, bad, or ugly, instead of being quiet and taking um, the brunt of what everybody else's expectations were for me. Um, 
So I just, I think I did what my parents and, and their parents did. They stayed, they, they stayed quiet, like quiet, like a, a, a simmering, like a volcano. That's, it's, you know, it's, it's under the surface and it's dangerous under the surface. But we think it's okay because we don't see it. And we keep it away from everybody that no one sees what's going on inside. And and that's what they did and and that's that's what I've done. The the difference I think the difference is with me, um, is I saw and I I resented my mom so so long for staying. She was so miserable. Um and she used to always tell me, don't start something you don't want to finish or you won't finish. And just in probably in the last year or two, I realized that was bad advice, bad advice. Um, and I felt like she was hypocritical because she stayed and took stuff. And, and I resented her for so long. I understand why she did, but I see, I see the pain I see what it's done to her. I see what it's done to Dad. I see what it did to me and Bud and Chucky. It is never. It's just not good either way. It's like your friend said. You can either deal with the side of not saying anything, or the other side where you say stuff. Either way, it's going to be painful. You know, it's so. I just, I just dealt with things the way I saw it dealt with. Um, and I thought I, I just didn't realize that's what I was doing really, but that's what I did. And it, it wasn't the best way to do it. And I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to keep doing that. And I don't want, I don't want you and Kendra to do that either. And I, I just, my prayers just been that y'all would do the work better to make the hard decisions now before it gets to where you have more people involved children and things you know it's my job to be healthy I'm, I, I'm in a much better place than I was 15 years ago I do know that but I also know I got a long way to go still too the but I don't hate myself anymore for what I should have done or think I could have done. Um, other than wishing I had said the hell with it, say it, Veronica, just say it. Push through the fear and speak. It's, it's honest, you're not trying to hurt anybody, you're not trying to manipulate anybody, just speak. I was just too afraid. I was a coward for what I thought were good reasons, but nonetheless. And I always wondered why, what is it that we can't get past whatever the barrier is so we can just be open and, and honest and just get, but it's fear, it's been fear on both our parts. But I, I, I do know this, I, um, I do know this, I will push myself harder to say things you know, to be, to say things, even though I'm scared, I may be scared that you won't 
want to hear stuff. Um, you know, if, whatever the fears are. So, I mean, but you know, I that's one thing I, I do want to do better with everybody in my life. You know, y'all, strangers, whoever, because, you know, it's hurt me and it's hurt y'all by not expressing whatever it is that I'm thinking or feeling. It, it, it's, it's not helped us at all. Put yourselves first. Like what's best for you should come first in your communication with whomever because your motives are pure. So, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like I've been blind to, I've just been blind, oblivious, I guess, um, in my own little bubble, I guess, not realizing how deep the connections, deep, you know, connections you made um, and how you've internalized the different, you know, things in your life. I guess because for me, I didn't, I didn't see my upbringing and, and the, the, difficulties I had and how I internalized the hardships I went through. I didn't I didn't none of that affected me until I had Kendra. When I had Kendra, the floodgates opened for me. So for the last 12, 13 years, I've been in my own turmoil trying to hold on to my sanity at the same time trying to be what I, the, the ideal of what a family is and um, trying to be what I part of what I felt like y'all needed, what I knew you needed and then what everybody else was saying that your kids need in a mom or, or whatever and I just I know I didn't do the best job I just but for me that all of that opening up to me of all the childhood trauma um, and the, what I saw with my parents and, and, and what I just things that I can look back and see with my, my baby brother with, with, with my older brother it's just all that stuff came back to me at one time stuff that I hadn't even thought about with your dad it's just overwhelmed me and that's been what I've been fighting and trying to do marriage I've just I've just been fighting all of those things, trying to keep, you know, like tr- trying to keep where I don't wake up in bit spells of lucidity, you know, and y'all looking at me like, oh, she's back or wherever you, you know, I I've been trying to stay on the same side because I I want to be able to be here for y'all and, and be here for the grandkids. I want to be in my right mind, basically. And that that has really been probably my biggest prayer, my consistent prayers. Lord, just help me to get through all of this and be in my right mind, be a healthier person so that I can be some use to my family, some use to y'all. So I feel like I've just like come out of a lot of that 
Like, I've grown up. Like, I've grown up. Like, I'm starting to be like an 18-year-old now. Like, I've grown up from the seven-year-old, that trauma, and then the the few years between that to the next major trauma and then seeing things with my mom and dad and um and, and just hardships I've done you know been through as an adult I feel like I'm just like coming out of the childhood mentality emotionally and starting to grow up some and be able to handle grown up things you know the harsh things people might say or just difficult situations you might go through um so yeah, I've kind of been in my own little world, trying to save me. Um, and apparently, it's been at everybody's expense, not just mine, but everybody's expense. Um, I just did the best that I knew to do, you know. Um, I really thought I was doing what was best. And and I guess in all of that, I just, I just, I guess I just want to be free to be me without, ex, without others, those expectations. I'm still figuring that part out. You know, my why to my choice choices you know I'm trying to figure that out I just never wanted to be vulnerable in front of you and um, to show like some of those weaknesses that are have been buried you know behind you know locked doors because I thought that would hurt you to know the struggles of your mom again that's because my mom told me all of her struggles that I didn't need to hear and it really hurt how I saw my dad for a long time and I just didn't want that to be your burden so I see reasons why I did what I did I just don't know how I could have done them differently so that you could have been in the know about it for your ability to uh, to grasp it but at the same time not be a burden and and make you grow up before you needed to or feel that extra burden of sorrow and pity or whatever for your mom that's the way I grew up from I can't remember a time when I wasn't an adult in I in my emotions you know I've taken care of my mom and really my dad but in different ways I mean, it basically repeated. I see that now. Like, if you weren't well, then I was Kendra's guardian. So, like, no, you didn't tell me everything, but I'm very intuitive. That's something we get from Paul. Paul. It's a blessing and a curse. <coughs> yeah. And so, it just repeated. In a different way. Um, those years were every day, literally, was me trying to. The reason why you and Kendra are so important to me, Charlotte, is because God would always show y'all before I would 
get to the point of taking my life. That is, that's why he gave, I believe that's why he gives us children, for us to see life, that life is worth living, to keep pushing through. So I was probably struggling and was sick of y'all seeing me like that. I was just like, just give them a break to go around people that are happy for a chance. Just, y'all just go. Um, you know that that that's that's how my that's how that was my day to day every day. Um, it didn't help that I, you know, wasn't able to sleep in pain all the time. It really didn't help. But every day that was my struggle. I need to stay alive. But I didn't want to stay alive. But I didn't like the alternative of y'all growing up uh, without the person that y'all probably love the most in this whole world. I, I couldn't live with that as a choice. I was miserable between those two things, not wanting to be here because I was so miserable. Couldn't see a day of happiness. Didn't know how to find it if it was right in front of my face. That's where that's that was my life when she was born. I just I don't know what happened, but the I just everything went to hell for me emotionally and mentally. I just couldn't see past. It was just horrible for me. I but when I would get to the point of where I didn't feel like I could take it anymore. He would always put you and you and Kendra in my face, and I couldn't go past y'all. Cause to go past y'all would be leaving y'all without. It would be putting y'all in more pain, and I, and I just some part of me. It's like I couldn't do that. I was just trapped. I felt trapped for all those years. So that's all I could do was sit in my bed. It was just miserable. It's just miserable. Nobody. I did, I was just oh, without hope. Um, and even though I was going to therapy and taking meds those meds weren't working they finally found something that worked but I was in that state for I mean it took them years like I think um, Kendall was she was um, yeah she was in middle school by the time I got meds. They found meds that helped some. So I just didn't have. I couldn't. Eat, I couldn't think of a words to say that were positive and encouraging, that were nurturing. So I stopped talking. I, I just felt like everything I, the way I looked, what I said, how I acted, that you could see it on my face, in my body language, that. It was nothing. I didn't fuck. I had anything good to give y'all. I just it was better to shut up. For me, um, and yes, in that I knew to some extent that that wasn't good, but I didn't know how to be different at that. I just did not know how to be different. I really didn't know I was hurting you. I, I just. I, I told myself you were a little, like, because you were a little older, 
you could you could um, internalize it differently, but in a good way. Because I had so much guilt about Kendra, and she never had any of the positive of me. You had some positive of me before, and so I was I was dealing with that guilt. I just. hardest time in my life other than other than um, losing the love of my life which was your dad so it was, um, it was just so hard I, I just um, I, I didn't want I didn't want y'all to know that I was hurting but I didn't have to say anything y'all. apparently you knew and I just didn't realize how helpless that was making you feel or how it it made you feel like you had to be in a grown-up position to to shoulder the brunt of my inability to cope at that time during those years. Um, I don't have words of how to explain how, where I am to come to get to this point. But I, I do know that I, I've tried hard to no longer make excuses like I'm just because I went through that you know like a lot of women do after they have kids and you know there have been other people that have had you know childhood issues and you know all the things that I've had i not making those excuses it's just but I made choices based on those experiences I don't know what the solution is I don't I just I don't know um, all I can do is answer the best that I can whatever you know whether it's today tomorrow a year from now but I I don't want to um, be I don't want to be in this state anymore I want to I want to be I want to I want to be the better version of Veronica because I, that's where my hope is, is for the future, for y'all, for me, for anybody I come in contact with. I just, I feel like I owe it to myself to be okay with just being me and not feeling like I always have to make an excuse for the way I think or the way I feel about something. When I look at Mama, that's exactly what she she did her whole life, and she still does that. And I tell her, it doesn't matter what I think, how I feel, my opinion of you. You got to start doing for you. You got to give yourself permission to be you, no matter what anybody else thinks. And she's in the same trap that I'm in. I guess I've done what she's done. We're in, we're, we're in this trap of wanting to please or not displease, disappoint everybody else in our life. So we just do, we're on autopilot just to do what we think y'all want. Um, and we've allowed that mentality to shut us up instead of be bold enough to speak out we've left ashes in place we've left ashes 
Um, I just don't want to do that anymore. I want to... I was listening to this um, um, message um, on uh, U-verse. It's called Live Fearlessly. And, um, you know, she was basically, you know, just saying how we don't say things because we fear, like, what our perception of what might happen. Fear, trust, lack of trust because of fear. Um, it gives the devil, you know, that that opening. Um, and then he runs with it um, because we're blinded by our fear. Um, and she used a lot of scripture, you know, God didn't give a spirit of fear. Um, um, that's some others I had to say, but, but you know, it, it, it just reminded me and it encouraged me and it strengthened me that from this point forward, um, I need to be more proactive and I need to push through those fears and trust God more that regardless of what I say or how I feel when I verbalize it to you guys that um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be okay. Um, it's not going to be in the world. Um, just trust God to do whatever he is going to do in that. Um, just I'm just sick of living in the fear. The thing is, when, she, when I was listening to that message, and as I listened to you, and then I read what you wrote, it, it just, it, it, I just realized that, you know, the things that I was afraid of, like, there's like all these other things that I didn't realize that I was doing out of fear. I didn't know that those were even things and how those things have affected you and Kendra um, and probably other relationships, friendships, fr you know, friendships that I have that are close, those that are distant, you know, it, you know, cause I don't, I don't talk to, um, you know, a lot of my, like my aunts and uncles on my dad's side, I don't really do, even with my mom's side of family, it's just, it's just, and then with coworkers, I didn't, with them, it was always like superficial or um, if I if I didn't feel like it was a relationship that, not that it wasn't worth it, but that it wasn't one of those blood ties or ride or die kind of relationships, then I didn't really care that they knew how I felt about whatever. But that's how I should have been, that's how we should be with everybody, you know, fearlessly express whatever your opinion is, how you feel. Because for me, at least, it's still out of love. It's not, you know what I'm saying, out of malice, but we do the opposite. At least I have done the opposite. Those relationships that I feel like, oh, you know, I can take those or leave those, then I'm like dogmatic with them. When I really should have been like that with y'all. I should have been saying the hard things or Whatever, even if I didn't know how y'all or I was nervous about how you might take it, I, I should have been like that with, with y'all. You know, that's, and that's what, I, that's what I want to change. That's what I, I want to be different. I, I just didn't know it was affecting. I just, it's crazy. The people you try your hardest not to 
hurt, the people you hurt, you know, you end up, you know, all of us rub off on the other person. You know, we all do that. My parents did it. Their parents did it. I've done it. You'll do it. You know, the the goal, the prayer, the hope is that in this we'll, you know, God will show us. We'll see those those areas and we'll get those fixed, like get healthier in those areas, as, you know, before we do pass on those things. But it's inevitable. We all are going to pass on things we don't want to pass on because we're human. Because um, none of us would choose to do it deliberately, you know? There's no way. Um, we would have chosen to pass down our bad traits, you know, to our kids, you know? So, just more from this, you know, these moments forward to live less in fear and more authentic. But if nothing else comes out of this, I want you to know that there is nothing that you can't tell me and, and, and you cannot hold back for my sake. That's not fair to you and it's not fair to me. I can't grow and you can't grow. Um, I've always tried to tell you like the, the things that I know haven't done me any good so that you would not make that same mistake, those same mistakes. I, I don't want you to do that. I, and that's, I think I've done better and that's the goal. Every parent wants their kid to do better and I think my mom will be like, yes, she would be proud of me in that way that I've done better. I've said some things and, and done some things with you and Kendra that she didn't do with me and I can look back and see how that affected me and I didn't want those things but I didn't see everything we don't see everything but I've always tried to be as just when you would ask me something I was like Lord help me to say it in a way that she can like for your age like you six to say it in a way that was you could get it but it was good for you then in each stage um, but to be totally honest with you and even though it was hard for me to think back on things or relive things, I still, I would ask God to help me to do that still because I felt like that was the right thing to do. So we grow as we push each other, you know what I'm saying, by what we're doing. Like you've helped me to grow so much and Kendra too. And it's not always pleasant. But I can say, honestly, it's helped me to grow to think about things that I maybe didn't want to think about, didn't realize I needed to think about, things that, like, hurt me that I know was even a pain in my life. You know, you've been bold and courageous to do some things, some work in your own life emotionally to get through past some things. Um, and then to tell me about those things, that's what, that's necessary because I'm not going to get better for me, for anybody else that I impact in my life, if you hold back. And that's what I'm learning in this, that I haven't helped you, Kendra, Scotty, any, whoever else, my mom and dad. I haven't helped my brothers. I haven't helped y'all 
by holding back and thinking that I was doing y'all a favor. It's, it never works out that way. I just, I never saw it in this arena. I've seen it in all these other areas in my life. And I guess that's that's just the way the, the Lord meant for it to, to happen, you know. Um, but don't let anything hinder you from, if it comes to you, if, the Holy, if, if it comes to you and there's no malice, you, that's what you should, you should come to me or whoever it is. And and put put your health, emotional help help first, because what I've learned is when I have to talk to people is I ask myself, am I doing this with any ill intent? You know, um, am I you know uh, trying to manipulate? You know, all those negative type of questions. And my answer is, you know, it's always no, I'm not. And so from there. I give myself permission to, you know, go forward with whatever it is. And so it helps everybody in that. So give yourself permission to do that. Don't, you know, yeah, you should think about me like, okay, pray for me that God, you know, help me to be, prepare me for it. But other than that, you should do it if it comes on your heart to do. Because you're, you're, to me, your your emotional health is more important. And if that if that's your goal trying to get to where you can be a better person for you, for your husband, for me, for whoever, then that's what you should do. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be angry. I'm not gonna be resentful or judgmental. Yeah, it might be hard, but I love you and that's the way I'm gonna look at it. And it's gonna make me work on some stuff. Well do I need to work on some stuff? Yeah I do, Kashar, so I'm not, that's not your burden to carry. That's not your burden to carry. Like the therapist told Kendra a couple years back, that's on the refrigerator still. Mommy's feelings are hers, yours are yours. And you can't take her feelings for yours. It's not her, your responsibility. And once she explained that to Kendra, they drew out the picture and it freed Kendra. And then I talked to Kendra. I was like, yes, you have to be. You have to do what's best for you, hands down. When all everything is on the table, you have to do what's best for you. Because when you're in your four walls of your mind, of your emotions, when it comes down to it, it's you and God. It, I can say everything that I can think of to say, and vice versa. You can, but it's still in the end. You've got to do what you know is best for you. And if that's saying some hard things to your mom or saying some hard things, then. You have to do it. And that's what I told Kendra. Do not spare me in getting rid of your demons. You know, Because that's what God wants you to allow him to purge. And if part of that purging is whatever it is you got to say or do for me to get your freedom so you can be better for God and yourself and everybody else in turn, then that's the ultimate goal. And that's all I really want for you and her. And However that has to come is I'm willing to go through that. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> more than you know. More than I can even express. You've 
Undiscovered Work, the podcast. If you enjoyed, be sure to rate, subscribe, and share with others. Also, be sure to follow Undiscovered Worth on Instagram and Facebook.